Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We all once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddie Alonso, with my co-host, Joey the Eagle. What's going on, Joe? Ain't nothing, man, chilling. Admiring your little bobblehead setup that you have there. Thanks, man. We got these uh, from the day that they presented Molina with the Roberto Clemente Award. That's cool. That's dope. So I had to scoop it. You know, I had to support, uh, you know, our island, Puerto Rico, out there. So what's been going on, man? This is our first time back on on YouTube. For those of you listening, we're also on YouTube. Check us out there, Sports Frenzy Podcast. We are on YouTube, and we actually do it about once a week. However, we have an IT, I don't know if you want to call him man, boy, child, that likes to, you know, run updates, then just wing them as they start. You know how it is. No, I don't. That's why I leave the IT stuff to you, man. I, I, I know how to turn the computer on. I know how to make sure this mic is. And be proud of me because I actually remembered to put the cord in the mic instead of... You did it this time. You weren't I did. Trying to figure See, out, so now I can hear myself. You like that. You weren't trying to figure out how to hear yourself or how to hear me. Nope. It worked I'm what time. they call a professional. Is that right? That is correct. You know, shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Shoot it on shoot. <laughs> so, another week down, we were able to attend the PFL Season 2, Show 2. It's popping. It was dope. Very dope yeah. show. Uh, what'd you think of the show, man? Now, are you going to ask me about the food first or the show? Because it was kind of, it was a tough, I don't know which one I enjoyed more. The food you was see, because. Listen, you don't even know the half of it because while you wanted to be Mr. Professional, go set up, which I respect, but one of us has to go scour the event, see what they got. Because last time we went, the food wasn't there on time or whatever. I didn't even know we were going to get fed, so that was a plus. Yeah. This time, people, Fred took all the cookies. <laughs> I took uh, two, three cookies. Three cookies. About, three. Three of the probably best oatmeal raisin cookies I've ever had in my life. Shout out Bomb. to the Nassau Coliseum catering. Amazing. Bomb. Amazing. Let me tell you something, right? Normally when a cookie sits out for that long, because it was out for at least like an hour or two. Probably. Because we yeah. right before the main events was going to kick off. And I thought there was no chance that those cookies were still going to be soft. Fred. The softest cookies I've ever had in my life. Man, those cookies were good. You you pick them up and they're already starting to bend because of yeah, the, it was the goodness inside that cookie. It was good. All right, all right, all right. I'm hungry. You're gonna make me salivate <laughs> again. So let's talk about the fights. Yeah, uh, I thought the undercar fights were actually more entertaining than the main event fights. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I know people are there to see, I guess, the best bang for their buck, so they wouldn't mind seeing a three round fight where they're trying to knock each other's block off. Yeah. But I love yeah. knockouts. I had never seen a flying knee to the face live before. The sound it's, that that knee made. Did you okay, see it live, all right, though? shut up. 
Okay. All right. I'm lying. I didn't see it live because some of us are actually working. Is I was right? I was working I was working them Twitter fingers. You were. For you were. Us. But I heard it. I looked up. Everyone was like, "Oh!" And then I saw the stretcher coming. So I knew something happened, and I heard the sound. It's insane. Okay. One of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen live in my life. Live in what was it? Seven seconds. Ten. Ten seconds. I apologize. He made it to double digits. Yeah. I just ten seconds. Insane. Yeah, but then I also saw the human element of it, right? Like I see, I've seen knockouts on TV, and because you're not there, you really once he gets knocked out, kind of out of sight, out of mind. It was it was scary, at least for me, when I saw them bringing out the stretcher. Yeah. Um, credit to the fighter; he didn't need the stretcher. I don't know how the hell he got up and walked out of the cage, because um, I would have definitely been airlifted to the closest hospital. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, man, that was that was pretty scary for a little bit there. I didn't know if he was gonna get up and uh, and walk out, or if he was. I don't. I don't know what was gonna happen next. To be honest. And with like you. you were, like you were saying, with the human element, like you see his team, the way they react, his. I want to say his fiance or wife. That's or, what got me. That was that was tough to watch because you could see the sheer panic and disbelief on her face as to what just happened. And that just, that puts you in a different category. Like that you don't see on TV. You don't catch that that aspect of it. You you know, you see him laying there. You see him getting back up. You see him walking out. But you don't see the in-between because they're showing you replays. They're talking about the fight, whatever the case may be. But that was just a different aspect from our point of view that we were able to see, which was crazy. Yeah, actually, to uh, piggyback off of that, he put up a video later on. I don't know if it was at night, maybe in the morning. I don't really know the time when he put it up. But it was of him and the woman that we all kind of assumed was his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever she is to him. Mm -hmm. um, and you can even see in the video, she was still pretty emotional. Yeah. Um, no, no tears or anything like that. But you could just see in her face that she probably... He actually looked more recovered from that knee he took to the face than she did. Yeah. So it was good to see that he got up. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be able to fight his next fight. I don't know how long, because it looked pretty serious. I don't know if he's just gonna get medically cleared to jump back in the ring. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how long his medical suspension is gonna be on that. A lot of them, after a crazy knockout like that, you get sixty to ninety days. That's that's three months. You don't got time like that in a tournament oh, like this. You may that's be out till thing, next year. You know, that's another element that I didn't even think of going to see the PFL for the first time. I knew they had points, but I never thought, okay, once someone does get knocked out and it is a serious knockout, serious injury, you know, what's the repercussions for that fighter not being able to show up and get, get enough points to move on in the tournament, that's just another layer that fighters have to deal with mentally going in, knowing, okay, listen, not only do I have to win the fight, you know, but if I lose the fight, it could almost be like, in, depending on the fashion that I lose it in, that might be my last fight, and then that opportunity goes by the wayside, so. That six-figure, six con no, six, yeah, six-figure contract goes out the window. Yep, that's how many zeros are in a million, Fred, we're getting there. There we go. <laughs> From time to time, my math goes off. So. 
<laughs> we're getting there. But we did have two returning champions on that card, and they both handled their business, did their thing. Um, Palmer was the main event. He handled his business, showing why he continues to hold the title. He yeah, my man is Jack. He didn't knock him out, but he put him on his ass a couple times, which was yep. impressive. Sometimes you can, and obviously I don't mean this with any disrespect, but you can see some fighters when they come out, and you can be like, okay, if I walked past him, you know, randomly on the street, minus the ears, because the ears usually give it away, especially if yeah. they're a wrestler or a grappler. You got that cauliflower ear, bro. You got it. I don't want no beef with you. We're cool. <laughs> don't want no smoke. But, yeah, none, none whatsoever. I'm good. <laughs> But sometimes you see them walk out, and you're like, all right, like obviously he's here for a reason, but he's not someone on the street that I'd look at and be like, uh, he's about that life. That dude Palmer, he got them Popeye forearms. Dude is jacked. He's about that life. Yeah, he, 100%. yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, also shout out to the two Long Island guys. They had two uh, two fighters fighting in front of their hometown crowd, which is always cool to see. It always livens up the arena. They obviously had tons of support. The uh, the row right in front of us uh, was all they all were decked out in their t shirts. Yeah, that was. So, I, believe, I believe that was Wade. Yeah, was, I, I yeah I saw Wade, Wade on the and, shirts. Wade and Harrison. Yeah, so that was cool, man. Look at your memory, sharp, bro. Yeah, man. That's how we do it. Here I am struggling to remember what we ate for lunch. Like, <laughs> but you, you don't forget that catering though. That's one thing. Nah, and I ain't never gonna forget that cookie. Oatmeal raisin till I die. <laughs> that cookie was good. Those are probably some of to this day will go down as some of the best cookies I've ever had in my life. You having some technical difficulties over there, bro? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um but then this coming week we've got PFL three. It's the heavyweights and I believe the middleweights in this one. Yeah. So we got the big boys, heavy hitters this week coming up. So we hope to hopefully be in the building again, bring you guys some live updates as we get them, as it's going on in the cage. Joey did his thing handling the Twitter feed. Suffer, carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel? Carpal tunnel. Both wrists. But even I still it, put them out even there. Even though it wasn't on the phone, you were you were typing it out. You know, I got small extremities, bro. That's a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you reaching around the keyboard while you was just chilling there watching the fight. Nah, I taking, I, you know what? I'm lying. I was taking notes. I was taking notes. You, you do take notes like a little, like little schoolboy. Um, and that's that's nice and all, but did you put them up on the website at least? No, I, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm going to do Are you going to make myself. a book? What is your plan? No, I'm, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to do a nice little, like, blog entry in there. And, uh. We'll share some experience with you guys as to what we're going on. We did meet some cool guys second time, uh, you know, getting to interact with them over at the PFL. The Yeah, That's a Fact podcast, guys. Give them a shout out. Very cool. Very down to earth, guys. Check them out on their, um, on their page and on Instagram and all that stuff. Very nice, very very cool guys. Very in, incitive, if that's a word. I'm sorry. Try that again. By a vowel. What are you trying to say here? <laughs> and wait a second. This is right after you said you were going to put up a blog. 
Yeah, I was going to put in an entry on our website, man. No, bro, that's cool, but you need to be able to speak the language. So what the hell are you trying to say right now? (laughs) These guys are very informative. We've seen some of their stuff. Don't lie. You were not going for informative. I was not going for informative. Okay, that's fine. I'll let it rock. I switched it up. I wanted to sound like like I, I knew what I was talking about. Listen, it's your world. I'm just living in it. There we go. But um, check them out, man. Yeah, that's a fact podcast. And now we've got UFC this weekend. We have Gustafson versus the Lionheart. Both of them are coming off losses to the man of the division, the head honcho, John Jones. Who do you think takes this one? Who do you have in this fight? Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really know. (laughs) This is when I defer to you, Fred. This one, man, I remember what happened the last time they brought a UFC to Gustafson's hometown. They made this big hoopla about it. John Jones was, I think, on suspension. DC was taking over, taking over the division. And, you know, they put on this big display. He was the main event. All this stuff. Him, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Anthony Rumble Johnson knocked his ass out in the, <laughs> in the you, first round. Good job setting me up. I was like, oh my God, he must have kicked his ass. <laughs> nope, knocked him out. First round in front of his hometown. Left a whole... You could hear a pin drop in that arena. So, Just for a second, though, mm-hmm. like as the victor beating somebody to ass in their hometown and just hearing, I don't know what's what I would relish more to kick someone's ass in my hometown and have everybody cheering my name, mm-hmm. or to go into a stadium full of people, rock someone's jaw, and then just drop the mic and leave. Well, like. Um... What's his name? The dude that just beat Anderson Silva. Did you see when he, when he beat him? And he just stood there. And the crowd is booing. Oh, you suck. Oh, fuck you. Whatever. And he's just standing there like, yep. That's I cool. Just, I just beat your hero. What? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But yeah, so I think it's going to go pretty similar to that last fight. And I think uh, Smith is going to take out Gustafson in that one. Well, Fred, as a good friend that I am, I will back you in your sediments. Nice. And then coming up within the next two weeks, we've got um, Tyson Fury coming back. Yeah. So we'll we'll jump into that one next episode. We'll give Gypsy you guys a breakdown. King. That's my dude, man. He's funny, man. I, I actually very entertained with him. I like the way he fights and his interviews and what he went through. It's all pretty good backstory. Yeah. Um, now, MLB. Quick jump in on this. MLB news going around. Carlos Correa out four to six weeks. Yeah. Due to a rib injury, he suffered getting a massage at his home. That must yep. be, that that must have been a deep tissue massage. Oh, you stole my thunder. I had a deep tissue joke and now I can't use it. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, that's that's tough to go out like that, not even playing and getting it. But I just want to know, like, first of all, 
if you have a PR guy, there's no way he lets you run with, I got it, with a massage. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't go out like that. I'm dying to know what you did at your house that you couldn't come clean with that resulted in broken ribs. That you had to go with massage as the uh, as the culprit on it? Yeah, I just, I'm not like... I'm not understanding. At least pull a Cespedes and say you fell off the horse on your ranch. Uh, that's we, another guy, man. Freaking Cespedes. How do you how do you go from recovering at your house to hopefully coming back this season to falling off your horse on your ranch and then being done for the year? Listen, let's be honest, right? As as a sports fan. When you yeah. see a player get these type of injuries, especially if you're a Mets fan, you're pissed, right? Yeah. But just for a second, think of it from a player's perspective that he just signed and got all this guaranteed money. If you're a person that really doesn't love playing baseball, <clears throat> and I'm not going to question whether he does or he doesn't, I'm just looking at it through another sphere. If I'm a person that doesn't like playing a sport and I already got my well, – how much guarantee did he get? Well, the whole gar- – it's baseball. So how much – do you remember how much his contract was? I, I don't. I don't remember. Well, off the it was a lot of money. Yeah. It was go, a lot of go money. Go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll pull it up. I'm going to go with – it was in the 200s. Four years, 110. 110, wow, okay, I was way up, 110. Anyway, 110. He's good, you know? He don't got to do nothing. He can keep golfing the way he he likes to golf. He can be on his ranch falling up and down his horses. He's still going to collect $110 million. Yeah, yeah. So I am mad at you, man. I don't care. I, I see it from that aspect too. As a fan aspect, I would be pissed. As an organization, I would be pissed. But that's the and see, that's the sport here, we live in. Herein lies the problem. And you're not gonna. He's to me, he's an outlier. Most of the players, in my opinion, that are able to reach a certain level of stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, we'll give you someone like LeBron. You could just tell he loves the sport. Like, in order to achieve at that level, you know, like Trout for baseball, right? Like, Trout loves to play baseball. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys, I think, love to play the game. You'll get your few that just off of pure talent go, this is the way I'm going to get rich. But I think most of them that reach that upper echelon, you're not really going to have to worry about it. Um, but for sports like football, where they want to start moving into fully guaranteed contracts, this is something that the owners probably look at and go, mm, no. Yeah. We need you to still be hungry. We, st- we need you to still be chasing this bag. Because if not, you, you might get a few that slip into the cracks of saying, hey, I already got my money. I'm good. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. It's true, man. And then Yankee News... Judges on the mend. He should be coming back within the next two to three weeks. Sevy is, um, from what I heard today, 
he just started playing catch again. So probably about three to four weeks before we see him making his comeback. So I, I would say probably with Severino right after the All-Star break, he should be he should be back full go. Stanton still no update. Um, Didi is close. I believe he gets um, designated for an assignment down in the minors starting soon to start his whole rehab process. So Yankees are coming back full strength. But do you think this is going to mess up the chemistry that they have going on right now? They've got the second best record in baseball behind the Twins. And they're leading the division by three games, I think. So, in my opinion, I think this is going to go either really good, mm-hmm. really, really bad, really, really fast. Yeah. Why? So, we'll look at it from an optimistic standpoint, right? Right. As a Yankees fan, if I were to tell you that basically, not all, but the majority of the quote-unquote stars, the Sanchez's, the Stanton's, Sevies, are going to miss you know, a chunk of the first half of the season. You're going to think, okay, first half of the season we're going to suck, and then the second half of the season we're going to have to we'll get hot. Back on, yeah. Fortunate for them, they plug in a whole bunch of players who, let's face it, unless you're a diehard Yankees fan, you didn't really know about in your minor league system. I mean, yeah, everyone knew about a Frazier, but there's a whole bunch of other players that they brought up that I had, frankly, never even heard of because they weren't supposed to be on MLB rosters this year. Right. Some not for the foreseeable future. So they come up, obviously start doing their thing, the team starts winning, and now they're on this amazing win streak. So you bring all these talented players back, and what if the team starts to lose? Or what if you just start to go back into the, toward the mean and you're not winning, you know. I think the they haven't had a win streak like this since like the early nineties. Yeah, as far as like series wins. the last time they've been killing it like this. That's my point, right? So you got all these players. Now what I hope happens is because they're not all coming back at once, you can kind of assimilate and like massage in, okay, star player here, we got Didi back. Okay, here we're gonna plug in a judge. And then it's a seamless transition. What you don't want to have happen is a whole bunch of people come back, start start playing, the records start dipping, and then that's that might cause some rift in the locker room. That might cause you know a, fa- a New York fan base, which is really finicky because they were calling for Aaron Boone's head at the beginning of the season, yeah, exactly a month ago, and now they can't get enough of him. So that's what I hope happens. Yeah. The the I think it puts a lot of pressure on on the judges on the Stantons because you're looking <clears throat> and I know they're happy for especially a player like Judge who you can tell his team first <clears throat> he's definitely happy for his team but he's got to understand that they got to come in and they got to produce right away yeah and what you scares don't, me you about don't get a grace that, period right now exactly and what scares me about a sport like baseball is a lot of it. You don't really depend on your athleticism as much as you do in other sports as you do in baseball. If you're super athletic and can play baseball, cool. But there's a lot of baseball players that the skill portion of their game far exceeds far exceeds anything they bring to the game athletically. Right. Obviously not talking about Judge, 
But my point being, when you rely on a skill, if you're not using that skill day in and day out because you're rehabbing, you're going to be rusty. Yeah. And so that's just is what it is. They're going to bring in players who you it's not it's not feasible to bring back a Stanton after missing the time he he's missed and he's a great player so maybe he comes in and does start crushing the ball but it's not out the realm of possibility to see him kind of struggle first couple games just to get his feet back up under him. Yeah. And with a game like baseball that's how it is. It's not football where you if you get injured but you're the best athlete on the on the field it doesn't matter. It's going to show up. Right. And you can come right back and jump right into it. Yeah, so we'll see we'll see how it uh how it all unfolds, but it's it's rich it's rich man problems. Yeah, it really is. This may turn into uh somebody coming in at the trade deadline, Yankees pulling some moves. I I do hear that they're the front runners for Keigel. I know they. Said, I know. I read that they said they sent scouts out there. I didn't know if they were considered to be the front runners for him or not. Yeah, the the last I heard, it was them and I forget the second team in the race, but the Yankees were at the top of the list. And he's looking for a one year, eighteen million dollar deal. Oh, must be nice. Must be. Must be nice. Uh, the only thing I'll say to that is if we can get a player of Keiko's caliber, and again, he pitches like the old Keiko, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get. What's, yeah, what you're going to, yeah. Um, if they're able to bring in pitching help and not have to give up some of these young players who have shown that they can produce at a high level, that's that's the way that you got to go. Yeah, I you gotta, 100% agree with you. You got to keep, I know... I know people are out there saying you can't play all these guys at once, and I and I understand that. But I'd rather add depth through a free agency move like that, and not have to give up my Five star or six guys. Yeah, to get yeah, my, like a Scherzer or something like that. Exactly. So that's best case scenario as it works out like that. Yeah. NBA man, the finals are here. Before we, before we get into that, news news on the block is that the Rockets are in fire sale mode. They're looking to dump Chris Paul. If the deal is right, they're shopping Clint Capella. I don't know who else is on the block. I highly doubt that the beard is on the block, but you never know with what they're trying to do right now. What are your thoughts on them looking to get rid of basically everybody and start this new. Houston's in an interesting spot. They've lost to the Warriors twice, two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Can we really hold that against them? If the Warriors go and win a championship again? The first year you can say that Chris Paul was injured. And had he not gotten injured, maybe they, they beat the Warriors. My my whole point is they're they're judging the success on their season on a barometer that I don't think is is fair. They're they're judging it on whether they can beat the Warriors or not, which I understand is the ultimate end game 
with them being the team that they are. But I also think there's a fine line between having a goal, like beating the Warriors and becoming an NBA championship, and making panic moves and starting to just sell off all your parts, and then you end up with a team that isn't better than the one that you originally had. Right. I don't... I would have to see who they're getting back for a player like like a Chris Paul, like a Clint Capella, because just because you trade these players does not mean that you're going to end up with stuff that's going to help you win immediately. Right. So I'm curious who they're going to bring in as a point guard that can that can that they can better use than what Chris Paul has already been giving them. It's it's tough too because the type of basketball that they play mm-hmm. is so much different than any other team as far as how much they depend on ISO James on just giving him the ball, let him dribble up the court, take the whole shot clock down. Just because you think you have a player that's going to make your team better, it doesn't mean that they're going to fit that type of system better. I actually think Chris Paul has a point from what I've been reading that he goes up to Mike D'Antoni and and he's kind of asking for a little bit more ball movement because that's the type of player that Chris Paul has been his entire career. Yeah, He's been the type of person, ball in his hand, ball-dominant point guard, making great decisions, whether it's kicking it out, pulling up for his mid-range jump shot, one of the only point guards that still uses a mid-range jump shot. Um, so I just feel it's it's going to be hard to find pieces for the type of offense they're trying to run. You're not going to get a lot of stars that want to play with Harden. You're just not. And it's no knock on him. He's the best at what he does. He is an automatic bucket. The way he plays basketball is some people can love it. Some people can hate it. It's efficient. Right. But I don't know that you're going to get another star player to agree to play in that type of system where they're not going to get theirs. Yeah, they're, they're playing second fiddle. Like a, like a deep second fiddle. That's my point. It's not yeah. second fiddle like on Golden State, right, where Curry can still get his, where where Thompson his. can still get yeah. his. Draymond can still, you know, get the ball, run it up full court, do his thing. If you watch the Rockets play, it's James Harden in the half court. And then if James Harden doesn't get the ball off that initial, when, when the Rockets get the rebound, Clint Capella comes down with it. If he kicks that ball out to Chris Paul, if you watch Harden, Harden isn't sprinting down court to fill the lane. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't even get past, you know, the half court logo. Yeah. It's more yeah. like, yo, if the ball's in my hand, I'll come up, I'll do something with it. Probably gonna end up in a step back three. And again, I'm not trying to knock him. He's great at what he does. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it translate into a championship, which I know isn't fair to him because he is going against the team, you know, an all time great team. If you put that team in the East, maybe they're in the finals right now. I would say so, yeah. So I just feel like it's a, it's a hard... And another thing is is D'Antoni is in, his, in the last year of his contract, and they're, they haven't at least tried to sign him to a long-term extension. And you know, usually if a, co- if a coach is coming into his last year and they don't extend him, it's because it's this year or you're walking. Yeah. And D'Antoni's been in that situation quite a few times. Exactly. So I think he has – they have a lot – they have a lot to work out. They have a lot to work out. I think Clint Capella is 
I don't know who they're going to get at center that can do what he does. He's a great defender. He, he, him and Harden have a great rapport together. A lot of times when Harden's driving and they double off of him, Clint Capella knows where to be around the rim to get those dunks. I know they're trying to get better. I just don't know if the players they have and the assets they have will allow them to go out and make a, a deal that you could say, wow, that was a difference maker. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. Um, then we also have, we have the mess that continues to be the Los Angeles Lakers. You got Magic coming out this week, and he's, you know, basically throwing everybody under the bus. Jeannie Buss, uh, Rob Palenka, uh, Luke Walton. Everybody that can get some that's not William LeBron is getting it. And he's throwing everybody under the bus, doesn't care what he says. He's basically putting it on everybody else and not himself. I did hear him say that, you know, he takes responsibility for the um, the players that he got, but for, you know, not having the right coach, not being able to uh, pick his staff and all that stuff, he's, he's placing that blame around. The only reason he's taking credit for the players that they, that they got or he got is because mm-hmm. most of those moves, if you look at them, worked out. Yeah. It's not like he's saying... It's my fault we got those players and they weren't good enough. He's, of course he's going to take credit for taking Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. You know, in the second round, Josh Hart finding a way to get LeBron James. Jury's still out on ball. Yeah, he's going to take credit for those because those look like good picks. Right. I'll be honest with you. You know my feelings on ball. I would have taken, taken Tatum. I would have taken Fox over him. But they ended up with ball. I get, I get the allure of him being an LA kid, yeah. um, or a California kid. Um, that it would be a, a cool dynamic to have. But I, they're a mess, and it's at the worst time, dude. If I'm a free agent, why am I going there? I'm not touching the Lakers now. Where do you would attend football? Yes, I get to play with LeBron. Cool. But outside of that, I know they have the nice weather and. There is still that allure that you're playing in one of the marquee franchises. But there's the problem that the Lakers really have is there's a whole bunch of teams that can kind of like the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yes, they aren't the Lakers. I understand that. They've always been considered little brother. Yeah. But if you look at their decision makers, they have a great head coach in Doc Rivers. That matters. Yeah. They got Jerry West, the logo. The logo. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's had a played a big part in what Golden State has built. He was there for all of that. Yeah. So they have a lot, and they have a billion dollar owner who who looks like he treats his players like kings. He looks like the Western version of Mark Cuban. I'll take it. Yeah, money wise, I think his money is is even I, further. I his yeah, I think his money's bigger than Cuban, but. Right, so you got teams out there with the cap space, with a better, I think, core group of uh, players to build around. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for the. Uh, I'm never going to say LeBron's going to have a problem because who knows? Maybe he, you know, if he reaches into that Rolodex, it's deep, and he calls somebody, and they end up getting Anthony Davis and another star to go over there. Yeah, 
then it's a different story. Yeah. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it comes down to what LeBron's able to make out of this. If if they get nobody, everyone's gonna look back at this and say, Oh my god, I can't this is what start this is maybe not what started at all, but this was like the culmination of everything and why this summer didn't plan out the way it was supposed to pan out. Right. Or LeBron puts on his GM hat, they wheel and deal, get two stars, and they're like, oh, it's just the front office. It was never a big deal. So just like anything else in sports, if they win, it's the best deodorant. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. But I do think from Magic's side, I just don't like him airing everybody out. Yeah, it's a bad look on you on the way out. This is why a lot of teams fear bringing in ex-stars that were once players into the fold because not only does it destroy and who knows he has a good relationship with genie bus and he'll he says he's gonna be a laker for life so maybe this won't affect him in this way but i could see after all this tarnishing of of his name and everybody else's name you really think he's just gonna roll up into staple center next year and catch a game courtside and it's gonna be all all good it's, yeah it's not so it, it sounded good when it when it happened. Everybody was excited. Magic coming to LA. Then he pulled LeBron. A couple good draft picks. Uh, that thing went downhill fast. Yeah. And if they don't get nobody in free agency and they don't pull off no trades, I mean, this could I, LeBron's gonna go down as one of the best players ever. But this is not the fairy tale ending that I'm sure he was he was writing up there. Because if you look at all his moves that he's ever made in basketball. Business-wise, too, everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah. You know, he left to Miami. He knew Bosh and Wade was going to be there. He said he wanted to bring a championship to Cleveland. I believe him. But don't think that the, that Kyrie Irving getting drafted there and him looking and saying, oh, they got a stud there now that I can run with, too. You know, that obviously played a part in it. Yeah. So this might be his first career move that he made in a basketball sense that doesn't turn out good. Yeah. But time will tell. Come, what is it, July 1st? When teams can start signing free agents? I think they moved the date this year. Is it June 30th, I think, possibly? But with that, we have the finals. We have Toronto Raptors. And... The repeating NBA champions, two time, right? Back to yeah. back, they're they're looking for the three P. They're looking for the the trifecta. Yep, the first time, if it's done since, could it be Jordan and the Bulls, a three P? I want to say yes to that. Right, June thirtieth um, at six p.m. Free agency. There you go. So we, we've got these two teams going against each other. NBA Finals tomorrow night, which will be Thursday, May 30th. We're recording the night before, so you guys check it out. But um, who do you think takes this? You serious? I, I, I personally think it's going to be Golden State. I, I can't see the Raptors being able to hang with them offensively. 
what I've noticed from the Raptors in this playoff run is it's either Kawhi stays hot or, you know, one night you'll get Kyle Lowry. He's going to get hot and somebody else. But it's never it's never a full team effort. You got like two guys that go off and then these guys kind of fill in here and there. When in Golden State, you've got Steph going off. You've got Clay going off. You got Draymond going off, and it's it's just a constant mix. And they still don't even have Kevin Durant back, which honestly hasn't been a problem. They're five and zero since he's went down. So there's a couple things. Mm-hmm. Toronto has been down every series. Right. They lost the first game against the Magic. They were down two one to the Sixers. They were down two zero to the Bucks. Right. You cannot go down 2-0 to the to the Sixers. I almost said the Sixers again. To the Warriors and think you're going to come back. Yeah. That can't happen. So that that right off the bat is a little bit of a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Another thing. It take it would take the Raptors playing at an A++++ level to win this series. Whereas all Golden State has to do is play like it's been playing. Yeah. That's, That's 100% true. So for me, it's okay. Every And I get it. Nobody wants to say Golden State is going to go out there and win another championship. Unless you're a Golden State fan. But all the arguments I hear for the Raptors are ifs. If Kawhi can stay hot. If his supporting cast can step up. If Kyle Lowry can play like he's been playing this playoffs, albeit on and off, a lot better than he has in recent past, right? Mm-hmm. You're not hearing ifs with Golden State because these are guarantees. Curry is going to show up yeah. and show out like he's been doing, just averaged 36 yeah. in, the, in the finals, Western Conference finals. Klay Thompson, he's going to show up. His defense will be there. Draymond Green pushing the ball. They'll be fine. Iggy is back. There's so many things that have to break the Raptors' way, and not just, like, a little bit. They need, like, the scales to tilt that way. They need Kawhi to play like he's been playing and some. They need uh, they need their bench to play how they've been playing and some. There's just too many ands, ifs, or buts for me to think that the Raptors, unfortunately, have any type of shot at this. And for those people that are like, oh, but they don't have Durant, that team still went and won 70-plus games without Durant. That team went and won NBA championships without Durant. (laughs) They went up and they walked through Portland without Durant. Walked through them. It wasn't even a contest. And you know me. I I love Dame. I love CJ. But it it was bad. If you ask me, Portland's a better team than Toronto. I won't say that only because... I feel like Kawhi Leonard is, is is such a good player. Kawhi Leonard would be better than any point anything Portland has to offer just because of what he can do on both ends of the court. Right. So I think that Toronto would would beat Portland in a series. I just feel like you have to have it, so much firepower on top of the great defense you have to play. Mm-hmm. And it's not like other sports where it's the Super Bowl, it's one game, and hey, if you're better than them on that day, congratulations, you'll win. 
Yeah. Nine times out of a ten, the better team is going to win in a seven-game series. Right. I just feel like the only thing that impressed me from the Warriors, and I don't mean that on a, as a knock to them, I just feel like this is just how it was supposed to be. It's playing out exactly how everyone thought. Right. Only right. thing that surprised me was the fact that they were able to turn on the switch so fast when Durant was out of the lineup to play how they used to play. I completely agree with you. I thought that it was going to take a game or two, not necessarily to see Curry get more aggressive or Draymond get more aggressive or Thompson, but the ball movement and the way that, that their offense is run, not better. I'm not saying they're a better team without Kevin Durant. They're just not. But when you have a player that's as skilled as Kevin Durant is on the offensive end, you don't have to run so many intricate sets. Because when you have Kevin Durant, he's the best scorer the league has to offer right now. You give him the ball, you say, everyone out of his way, and excuse me, can I have this dance that you give him a little uh-uh, step back, you can't you can't stop him. Yeah. So now, so now without him, they're fabricating offense other ways. They're letting Draymond push the ball. They're letting Curry run off a six million screen. <laughs> Clay Thompson, while he's not a dribbler, two dribble max, but his pull-up game is out of control. Right. So I just feel that people are going to obviously push this rhetoric that the Raptors have a chance, and I hope they do. I really hope they prove me wrong, and it's a six. I'll take a seven-game series in a heartbeat. I just feel like they don't have enough. Yeah, I... The only thing Toronto has right now going for them, it's what, Drake and Jurassic Park that they got out there? Their home court, I'll give them that. Their home court advantage is sick. Yeah. Sick. But there's just so many ways to look at this that I just I just can't see the Raptors pulling it off. If I was to give you a piece of paper and say put the best eight players, put both teams together, give me the eight best players that you'll come out with, Six of them are on the Warriors. Yeah, easy. You're, okay, you're taking Kawhi. I'll give you Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah. But then the other ones you're going to have is Curry, Thompson, Thompson Draymond, Dray. Iggy. Iggy, you're going to – it's yeah. really hard to see the Raptors pull it out. I hope they I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. I love Kawhi. The one thing that I did enjoy that I heard, Scotty Pippen, they had him on ESPN – Oh, yo, let, come on, man. But Scotty be flipping. Scotty, Scotty be flip-flopping all over the place. But the one thing that I did enjoy, they asked him about Drake being courtside. And they're like, oh, how did you deal with Spike back in the day being courtside at the Knicks games? He goes, the way I handled it was I dunked on his best player and I told him to sit his ass down. I was that's like, pretty, yeah, there you go. Pretty, I give him that. Yeah. That was but yeah. Scottie Pippen kills me. He goes on TV, oh, and one week he's like, yo, LeBron's that man. Then he gets a phone call from Dennis Rodman. Next week he's on NBA TV. I didn't say that, man. You know Jordan got it. Jordan the GOAT. <laughs> Jordan's the GOAT. He's the best ever. Yeah, so we'll see. I pray that it's a good series. I think, I think it's NBA over in five. Fans, NBA fans just have to get it. They just they just have to understand. 
the Warriors are going to win another championship. And when Durant leaves, hopefully he goes to a team where they can where they can form a, a, another super team, whether it be on the Clippers. I know you're dying for him to come to New York because as currently constructed, the Warriors will not lose a seven game series. Yeah, they just yeah, they they won't win another. They will not lose another seven game series. They just won't. Yeah, and when and when Durant leaves, if he doesn't go, if there's not another super team that shows up in the West, the Warriors are going to be in the finals next year. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, man. Because Curry, Thompson, and Green, they'll they're reload. Gonna, they, well, they'll bluster that that bench. It'll be a wrap. Uh, the one thing I will say is I want to give credit to Steve Kerr. I feel like a lot of people don't give him credit. I mean, people that watch basketball, understand basketball, they give him credit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of like regular NBA fans or casual fans, they don't understand that the coaching job that Steve Kerr has been able to do, especially this year, losing Boogie Cousins, losing Durant. If you look at some of the st- you losing Iggy, some of the starting lineups that he put out there. Insane. And they and still pull it off. It's the system that he implements. Granted, he has two of the best shooters ever to lace him up. That helps because you spread the floor that way. But he, the way he, he constructs his defenses, the way, the way he has his offensive sets run, he's a great coach. Yeah. And he's he, funny as he's hell a, in his press conferences. He really is. So... Our bread and butter to close out the show. NFL. Not a whole lot of news going on right now. Chill, brother. OTAs. Carson Wentz popping. Yeah, three OTAs going on right now. Joey's Joey's been giving me the rundowns at work. Every Philly beat writer, I love you. Because they be keeping me in tuned. In tuned. One of the major pieces of news that's come out from the NFL is the NFLPA telling the players to start saving money because there may be a lockout looming. They can't do that to me. You you wouldn't be ready for it? Even with the XFL coming out next year? (laughs) To hold you off in the meantime? No. Fred, we live in New York. You know the only reason why I like I stand the winters is because there's football. You feel Every I Sunday, see, I hold I that see, deep to my chest. I see the emotion in it's, you right now. If they take that away from me, it's going to be sad. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to become the biggest Madden fiend you've ever seen. I'm going to play so much Madden if they take the NFL away from me. Like... Carson Wentz Jr. is going to be my quarterback. <laughs> Joey's going to open up a Twitch channel at that point. I'm going to be on year 2035. There you go. But what other news are you hearing from NFL land before we wrap up tonight? A couple things I was reading because we are in the NFC East. Um, I know it's just OTAs, so keep that in mind when you read a lot of these things especially with certain players are going to shine more when you don't have the pads on. So if you drafted a player and why he comes to my mind, I don't know, but Ferris Campbell from the Colts mm-hmm. at Ohio State, a player like that, a wide receiver like that, is always going to look good in shorts. 
And I'm not saying he's not going to look good in pads. I'm just saying if you're running a 4-3, 4-2, and they're not allowed to hit you or get up and, and put them them hands on you, you're going to be running open a lot. So there's going to be certain players that don't show up until the pads come on. A lot of the things I like to pay attention to are, for example, uh, Haskins looks to be playing really good for Washington. Uh, from what I've been reading, he's really lighting it up. I heard Fitzpatrick is out playing Rosen, which is a little bit of a surprise there. A lot of people I've seen, they have mock drafts already for next year. Yeah. And they have Miami taking Tua from Alabama. We're not going to go too crazy into that. I'm not going to bore you guys to death with a mock draft. <laughs> 12 months down the road. But but I think this is a chance to just see how a lot of the rookies come out and look, especially a lot of the rookie quarterbacks. But you really won't get a good sense, again, until the pads come on, until the preseason games start clicking off. One of the things I read, and we actually read, we were on our way to that PFL event when I read it out loud, Lamar Jackson didn't know that they were switching the offense in Baltimore. That's a bad look. How the hell... Fred, like, how does that happen? Your your stud player, the guy you just drafted last year, doesn't know the playbook or doesn't know that they're switching it up. Don't you think that they're going to tailor it to his specifications and what he can do considering they just got rid of Flacco and they basically handed him the reins last year in the playoffs and towards the end of the season? How do you, How do you not know what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Something's funny about that. Yeah. And and again, he if he comes in, matches the playbook, and they take off similar to how they did last regular season, it's going to be water under the bridge. I just find little things like that to be just not – I don't think that's normal. They've raised red flags. Yeah. Little, little red flag. Little red uh, it's always cool to see which players actually show up to OTAs, and you can kind of get a feel for who's trying to sit out get more money out of their contracts, a la Chris Harris from the Broncos, who's trying to you know flex on them for the one time. And there's a couple free agents that I'm still waiting to sign. Um, obviously, Gerald McCoy is the big big fish in the small pond right now. Yeah. So that'll definitely have an impact because he says he wants to win. They're saying Baltimore is in the running. The Browns are in the running. Yeah. So there's maybe, a lot of you know fluid movement. getting in on that. I'm sorry? I could see the Colts getting in on him. Yeah, the Colts for sure. And actually, one more thing. I don't know if I sent it to you, but did you see what Odell Beckham did to his uh, I did. Rolls Royce? I did. He put his own signature little Rolls Royce logo on the front. This dude is out of control, man. Out of Yo, control. But it, <laughs> him in a Browns jersey catching the one-handed pass like that? <laughs> hey, when it, you got money like that, go ahead, man. Put it this Rock, way, I would never I don't think I would do it, but I ain't mad at him for doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you. I understand. Odell's always up to something. So yeah, man, that I'm excited. You know me. I can't wait for the preseason to kick off. I'm that guy that that can't wait to see their third string quarterback because he may or may not play for the next couple of years. Seven years. Yeah, he might just be chilling on the bench, but that's okay. I know him. And with that, man, that's it from us tonight, guys. Thank you for tuning in.
www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com. Find our YouTube channel under The Sports Frenzy Podcast. There you go. That was us from the PFL. Check us out. finally gave me a nameplate. There you go. After the first week. Hopefully we'll be there again coming up this week. So stay tuned to the Twitter channel, Sports Frenzy Pod. That's us. Find out what's going on during the event. We post pictures of what's going on. So stay tuned. Hopefully we can get some pictures of them oatmeal cookies. We'll post them up too. Listen, I'm not just going to get pictures of the cookies. I'm going to get pictures of you devouring them. We'll see about that. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Peace.